Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Dr. Hassan Al-Shabib, and I'm a physician in the Division of Infectious Disease and Immunology at Connecticut Children's. In this episode, I will be talking about skin and soft tissue infections. The skin and its associated structures uh, can be affected by many types of conditions, including uh, infections. And it's important to note that our skin is part of our innate immune system, as it provides an effective barrier, both mechanically and chemically. These consist of the outermost layer, uh, which, is, which is termed the stratum corneum, uh, and which acts as a principal physical barrier. In addition, cells uh, that are called keratinocytes uh, produce uh, specific chemicals called antimicrobial peptides. Resident bacteria also, which um, are uh, locally termed as uh, commensals, uh, also help in warding off uh, transient pathogens, uh, such as Staphylococcus aureus and other uh, pathogens. Uh, that may cause disease by competitive binding to skin cell surface receptors. And they also secrete uh, toxic substances called uh, bacteriocins. Uh, and these chemicals uh, inhibit the growth of uh, other uh, bacteria. Unfortunately, uh, in certain disease conditions, uh, these barriers can break down. And these conditions uh, can include eczema, uh, penetrating trauma, or any type of injury to the skin, or uh, in premature infants. Um, Skin infections um, you know, usually involve the following layers, epidermis, dermis, a subcutaneous tissue, so it's the upper part of the skin. Soft tissue infections involve deeper layers, uh, which uh, are the deeper fascia, and sometimes can go down uh, to the extent of uh, the muscle. Skin and soft tissue infections involve a myriad of uh, disease conditions that necessitate a variety of medical and or surgical therapies. And uh, to note that in describing skin lesions, the shape, size and presence of fluid in a specific skin lesion is used to distinguish them. Terms that need to be familiar with include flat lesions such as macules, which are less than one centimeter in diameter, and patches when they're one, more than one centimeter in diameter, elevated lesions such as papules, which are less than one centimeter in diameter, plaques when they're more, one, more than one centimeter in diameter, and sometimes these elevated lesions can be filled with, uh, with uh, certain fluid. So for example, in the, in the case of vesicles, they can be filled with serous fluid and usually vesicles are less than one centimeter in diameter. If they're more than one centimeter in diameter and filled with serous fluid, they usually the term is used as bullet. Pus also can be involved in these situations. And in that case, uh, these lesions are termed as uh, pustules and nodules are usually dome-shaped and are more than usually more than one centimeter in diameter. In this uh, episode, I'll be talking uh, about the common skin infections uh, that present usually to the primary care clinic and or urgent care. I will also touch, ba a touch uh, base on some of the other serious infections that necessitate either emergent or most often the emergent management and therapy. So one of the most common ones that you probably would see in your practice is impetigo. This is a common skin infection due to mainly Staphylococcus aureus and group A Streptococcus. It is high, very highly contagious uh, through contact and can be described either as bullous or non-bullous. Non-bullous is usually the most common uh, in appearance in these, uh, in these cases. Usually these non-bullous uh, lesions have a honey-colored uh, colored crust to them. And this is a classic finding. And typically patients uh, do not have any systemic symptoms. Bullous impetigo, on the other hand, can resemble other infections which need to be considered in certain situations. And that includes eczema herpeticum due to HSV, eczema coxsackium due to coxsackie virus, and other conditions. 
bolus impetigo can be a can be an early manifestation of staphylococcus called the skin syndrome. So that this condition should be considered depending on the extent of uh, disease. Group A streptococcus impetigo unfortunately have complications that can include post streptococcal glomerulonephritis, but fortunately it does not um, uh, is not it does not um, lead to rheumatic heart disease uh, like group A uh, strep uh, streptococcal pharyngitis. Unfortunately, antibiotics do not affect the risk of post streptococcal glomerulonephritis, so that must be kept in mind in patients who present later with symptoms of suggestive of this disease and should be evaluated in the right patient setting. Fortunately, strains that uh, lead to post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis are rare in the US. The next condition is uh, perineal bacterial dermatitis. This condition usually occurs between six, and, six months and 10 years of age. The clinical presentation is typically a perianal erythema, pain and defecation, and sometimes uh, withholding of uh, stool in younger patients. It's typically diagnosed by physical examination although a swab from the lesion for culture may help in diagnosis. It is commonly caused by group A streptococcus. However, if you notice pustules around the area or within the area of the erythema, then likely the likely cause is more, the more likely cause is staphylococcus aureus. Another condition is intertrigo or intertrigo. This is a disorder of the skin folds that usually primarily affects infants. Uh, given the risk factors, usually uh, infants have deep skin folds. Uh, they usually lay in a flexed uh, position and they tend to uh, drool. Satellite lesions uh, suggest a candidal infection. However, other pathogens can be associated with these infections, such as typically Staphylococcus aureus and group A Staphylococcus. The typical rash looks as a fiery red rash and it's very um, characteristic. Treatment includes topical agents such as nystatin or antibiotics. Sometimes the topical steroids may be employed. I personally usually prefer the powder formulation as those uh, help in keeping the area as dry as possible, which is an important part uh, of uh, treatment and important part of healing. Other conditions that you may encounter in your practice are furuncles, uh, which are usually associated uh, with infections of the hair follicle. Folliculitis is usually a superficial infection. Peruncles have uh, infection of the deeper structures of the hair follicle. And carbuncles are infections of multiple contiguous hair follicles. So think about car carbuncles as if there have, you have multiple areas of peruncles that have, uh, that have coalesced. These are mostly due to Staphylococcus uh, aureus. Therapy of all of these conditions consists mainly of uh, topical therapy with uh, mepiricin. Retapumilin or ozinozacin, 1%. Due to reported rise in resistance to mepiricin, these alternative topical agents can be considered and should be kept in mind. Extensive lesions uh, or, those, or those patients who present with systemic symptoms, such as fever, require systemic treatment uh, with either a first-generation cephalosporin, such as cephalexin, or clindamycin in cases of allergy. It's very important to keep in mind the local rates of resistance of uh, bacteria, especially when it comes to Staphylococcus aureus, and that needs to be kept in mind when prescribing uh, oral antibiotics. Warm compressors may help, but sometimes surgical interventions may be needed in certain uh, cases, uh, either a local IND or more extensive surgical debridement. Other associated uh, skin infections include ecthyma gangrenosum, 
Uh, this is usually caused by uh, a gram-negative gram -negative pathogens, uh, primarily Pseudomonas. Other bacterial and fungal pathogens can be implicated, uh, so that should be kept in mind, especially in patients who are not um, responding to, uh, to the right therapy. Legions usually progress from an erythematous papule uh, to uh, necrotic ulcers, which usually have the black scar in the middle and typically have an erythematous rim uh, around uh, that area. And usually it's quite rapidly progresses, usually progresses sometimes within hours uh, to sometimes to a few, uh, for a few days. They usually occur in patients with immune deficiency, but can seldom occur in normal hosts. Uh, these lesions necess necessitate initiation of therapy as uh, promptly as possible, and typically with anti-pseudomonal agents, uh, as well as hospitalization in case of systemic symptoms. So as I said, usually these patients can, uh, these lesions can occur in immune uh, patients with immune deficiency. So some patients may require an immune evaluation, depending on if you if the patient has had a past history of other unusual infections or other signs or symptoms that are suggestive of an immune uh, deficiency. Superficial uh, skin infections uh, can be associated with the erysipelas. Uh, it's mostly due to group A streptococcus and rarely due to uh, staphylococcus uh, aureus. Cultures of the lesions usually have very low yield. In the past, uh, people used to uh, do injections around the rim of them. Uh, by injecting saline and then aspirating in order to, uh, to um, be able to culture these lesions. Unfortunately, they're very low yield um, and they're not uh, being used uh, as much um, uh, these days. Cage, uh, patients in these situations can present with systemic symptoms. And this infection can be complicated by streptococcal staphylococcus, uh, streptococcal scalded skin syndrome. Uh, this happens rarely uh, these days uh, because uh, erysipelas is being treated uh, relatively uh, early. On the other hand, cellulitis involves deeper layers of the skin and include the dermis and subcutaneous tissues. The borders of the infection is indistinct versus erysipelas, which has a very distinct border. In these situations, both group A streptococcus and staphylococcus aureus are common etiologic pathogens. In case you notice a bluish discoloration, especially lesions that are involving the face, uh, this can be a hint that may, you may be dealing with a Haemophilus influenza uh, type B or non-type B infection. And these kinds of infections can be, especially with the type B, can be associated with bacteremia. So it's important to keep in mind when prescribing medications to treat uh, these conditions. Different exposures uh, to different environmental agents or other animals or other, um, uh, or other um, uh, uh, injurious factors can provide hints of the causative pathogens. For example, cat bites and posturella, saltwater emergent and vibrio, and many others. Cultures, again, in these uh, situations can be low yield, although if you have an active infection going on, whether discharge or otherwise, that, can, may, that may be helpful. Treatment is similar uh, to, as I previously mentioned, except more likely in these situations you have systemic uh, therapy, and of course, it should be tailored to the specific pathogens and exposures. Deeper infections, such as subcutaneous tissue infections and abscesses, can complicate many of the diseases that I uh, previously uh, mentioned. Risk factors include penetrating trauma uh, for obvious reasons, immune deficiency, surgical wounds, uh, patients with diabetes mellitus, uh, organ transplantation due to their immune suppression, or the uh, surgical uh, wound itself, and uh, others. Typical examination findings include uh, induration, 
uh, tenderness of the area, overlying erythema, and possible drainage and or a possible pustule. Systemic symptoms are usually absent unless it has extended to deeper tissue uh, or have originated from a distant source and was seeded hematologically. These are most commonly associated with Staphylococcus aureus, but also group A strep, group B strep, and other streptococci can be involved in these situations. Other infrequent causes should be considered depending on the exposure history. Management includes medical and or surgical interventions. Incision and drainage is curative in most cases. However, systemic therapy with antibiotics can be initiated in cases of systemic symptoms, uh, patients who are on immune uh, suppression, uh, if you note any rapid progression of illness, or if the location of these abscesses in a, is in a place where it's not as easy to drain, uh, for example, the face, the hands, or the genitalia. Inpatient management is usually reserved for those with more severe symptoms or clinical signs of severe disease, such as crepitus, ill appearance, and or unable to tolerate any oral uh, medications. Some options are available to, for therapy, and this depends, again, on very importantly, on the local and regional resistance patterns of the bacteria. But clindamycin, trimethoprim sulfamifoxazole, doxycycline, or cephalexin can be considered as therapy for many of these uh, conditions. Other emergency conditions include a scalded skin syndrome, which can be either related to Staphylococcus aureus or group A strep infections. These patients typically present with systemic symptoms, uh, but can include also skin discomation as well as patches of erythema. Patients usually complain of skin pain. A more severe form of such infections is when patients present with shock and usually um, uh, typically termed toxic shock syndrome. And this can be related to local skin infections and in the situation uh, of being infected with Staphylococcus uh, aureus. Typically, patients present in shock along with an organ failure uh, at times, as well as necessitating circulatory support through fluid boluses and or vasopressors. Treatment includes initiation of antibiotics and supportive care, as well as management of any focal infections that could be the source of um, uh, that could be source of these infections, as well as uh, to keep in mind the removal of any possible sources of infection, including but not limited to classically tampons, but also infected piercings uh, and or other areas of a local skin infection. Viral causes for uh, skin rashes and skin infections uh, are uh, very common. Viral exanthems is a very big one from, uh, from many other viruses. Uh, the ones that are more pronounced from a skin perspective, uh, such as herpes simplex, varicella, and Coxsackie viruses are one of the top pathogens when it comes uh, to pediatric uh, skin infections. Typically, uh, herpes simplex virus is most often mucosal or around mucosal areas. However, sometimes it can be diffuse in patients with eczema herpeticum, for example. Varicella usually is diffuse and classically occurs with lesions in varying stages. Uh, so you may find some lesions in the vesicular form, you may find some lesions uh, that are still papular form, and you may find some lesions that are uh, scab over. But it also can be more dermatoma, dermatomal and zoster. Fortunately, these days with the vaccine, we have seen less and less of uh, chickenpox um, uh, chicken um, uh, infections. Coxsackie viral disease usually involves the palms, soles, oral mucosa, and buttocks but can also be diffused in cases of eczema uh, coxsackium. These lesions, given their nature and breakage of the skin, should, uh, can lead to superimposed bacterial infections, as suggested above, 
so it's important to keep that uh, in mind uh, when following up uh, with these uh, patients. This is especially uh, noted in patients with local trauma to the skin uh, due to itching, uh, physical trauma from itching due to pruritus, as some of these lesions can be uh, pruritic. Vaccination, fortunately, in the case of varicella, and eczema control uh, in the case of herpes proxaki can help decrease the risk of such severe manifestations. Another skin rash that we, uh, from an infectious disease perspective, we get uh, called on frequently is erythema nodosum. And usually this is uh, due to the nature of the possible etiologies that uh, we'll talk about in a, in a minute. Uh, this is a form of a paniculitis uh, that appears uh, suddenly. Uh, these lesions are tender, they're erythematous and nodular, and typically they are located on the extensor surface of the lower uh, extremities. These enlarge over several days, stabilize for one to two weeks, and resolve within three to, three to six weeks with color changes that mimic a bruise. Systemic symptoms are usually present. This condition is a more of a hypersensitivity reaction to many triggers. In the US, most commonly is associated with group A strep pharyngitis, but other agents, including chlamydophilin pneumonia, fungi, protozoa, and viral infections such as EBV and CV, CMV can be implicated. It is self-limited. Symptomatic therapy usually includes non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen, and at times you may need to use steroids. Recurrent episodes can occur, and identification of the causative pathogen should be considered more fully at that point in time. Fungal manifestation of skin infections include a variety of pathogens. Chief among them are the tinias, tinea corporis, tinea cruris, and tinea fasciae are among them. Usually these are associated with the scaly pruritic lesions, so it should be a consideration with, 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 uh, in such presentations. Uh, and it's important typically to consider a diagnosis using an AOS smear, uh, given the similarity in appearance to other skin conditions. Limited lesions can be treated topically. Uh, Turbinafine is an option, although there has been increase in reported resistance uh, to this agent. Uh, topical azoles such as clotrimazole and ketoconazole are other options. For extensive disease, oral therapy is, is, uh, is recommended. Terbinafine is the first line. Second line is usually a fluconazole, although fluconazole has also shown promise. Typical duration is two to three weeks, although sometimes extending the course until resolution of symptoms is an option. Is an option. Other, fact, other um, conditions from a fungal perspective is typical mucocutaneous candidiasis that can involve the oral cavity leading to oral thrush. It is very common in infants. Can be due, it also can be due to contaminated pacifiers and bottles. Sterilization of these equipment is very important, but sometimes you have to replace the whole um, uh, pacifiers and bottles to, to, to effective eradication. It's important to know that older children uh, may develop oral thrush or uh, candidal skin infections, but usually it's associated with some risk factors. For example, recent antibiotic use, inhaled steroid use, and diabetes mellitus. If no risk factors exist, concern for immune deficiency or in certain situations, HIV should be entertained and workup should be promptly started. One, point, one thing to point out is chronic mucocutaneous candidiasis, which is a very rare condition and it's usually associated with selective defect in the lymphocyte function. Patients are prone to recurrent uh, mucocutaneous disease requiring frequent uh, systemic uh, antifungal therapy. Usually these patients have nail dystrophy. Fortunately, systemic candidiasis is rare, but unfortunately, frequent screening for endocrinologic disorders is important, as these may manifest at any point in time. Other skin conditions that are very serious, you have to keep in mind Stephen Johnson syndrome and toxic epidermal necrolysis. 
these are a spectrum of diseases that are usually triggered by, by a number of medications. Unfortunately, some of the, sometimes these cases can present initially with vesicles or building, but they can rapidly progress to involve the mucosal services as well as, well as extension and worsening of the rash. It's important to keep these in mind uh, and to follow patients adequately uh, in uh, certain situations. For deeper infections and necrotizing infections, emergent care is very important. So uh, identifying these patients and, uh, and sending them to the nearest uh, emergency room is very, is very vital, given that these patients may progress rapidly into shock. Workup would include typically imaging, uh, CT scan, MRI, or ultrasound, although the choice of imaging modality depends on the location of the lesion, as well as how uh, immediacy of these uh, results. Stabilization of these patients is very important, as some of them may present in shock, and may, which may and also may include fluid boluses, vasopressors, and or respiratory support. Antibiotics are critical and should be initiated as soon as possible after blood cultures are uh, drawn. Uh, sometimes you may need to send um, uh, aerobic cultures, uh, but usually some, but at a certain times you may need to send anaerobic, mycobacterial, and or fungal cultures from these uh, lesions, as it depends on uh, the presence of comorbidities as well as the exposure history. Duration of treatment can be variable. It all depends on many factors, uh, including the location of the infection, pathogen identification, as well as whether the patient underwent surgical drainage. In general, patients who present with skin infections, even if recurrent, do not require an immune evaluation. However, if the patient has had history of unusual infections or there are suspicious personal or family history of immune deficiency, then an immune evaluation can be considered. In these cases, chronic granulomatous disease, hyper-IgE syndrome, and leukocyte adhesion deficiency can present with skin infections, among other clinical manifestations. Workup should be tailored, obviously, for these specific diseases. Those who present with recurrent skin infections, the option of decolonization can be discussed with the family. It's important to note that the goal of such intervention is to decrease the frequency of these uh, infections. These interventions would include intranasal mepiracin and chlorhexidine washers. And it's important to note that all members of the household has to start, uh, including the patient, has to start these simultaneously to produce the best effect. These can be treated as uh, repeated as often as, uh, the, as needed. But in cases where such intervention is not effective or the recurrent episode necessitates invasive interventions or hospitalizations, then there are oral antibiotic options that can be uh, considered. Keep in mind that regardless of the etiologies or location, it's important to follow up these patients closely for progression of disease, especially with certain conditions, even if it's a phone call or a video visit. In addition, it's important to note that some skin manifestations can be related to an infectious disease, but there are many non-infectious disease etiologies that can have similar presentations. As always, we are available for consultation and we are happy to discuss and provide advice on such uh, cases or uh, otherwise. Uh, to contact me directly, my email address is uh, hlshabib, that's H-E-L-C-H-E-B-I-B at connecticutchildrens.org. Uh, for any questions uh, or any cases that you would like to discuss. Thank you.